welcome to the Figured It Out podcast. I'm Natasha. And I am Emma, and we are really excited for today's episode because we're finally following through on what we said we were going to do, and we have our first guest star today. Yes, we have Matthew Bauman in with us, and Matthew is a really good friend of both Emma's and mine, Mm -hmm. but um, we're just excited for him to be able to meet you guys, and you guys to be able to meet him, and we decided to share like just kind of a few fun facts about Matthew. And when I say fun facts, I use that term very loosely. Because to me, <laughs> these are not fun at all. But I know Matthew um, primarily because we well we st- we met because we were both on student government together. And we had that common interest, right? But that's where our interest kind of ended because Matthew loves sports so much, which, you know, is why he's speaking with us today. Um, Matthew's been to 98% of Northwestern's <laughs> sporting events. I've been to like point two. Um, he, I think, Matthew, you said you've been to all the baseball, softball, basketball, football, and most, oh, volleyball, and most of the soccer games. That's crazy to me. In the past six years. In the past six years. <laughs> six years dedicated to that. Anyways, okay, I can't really fathom that. Yeah. Um, um, but also a little more about Matthew. He is a fifth and sixth grade teacher and really enjoys that, but also really enjoys sports. And so, Matthew, we're just so excited to have you here to talk about the Super Bowl and to share your wealth of information with us. Oh, thank you. I'm very excited, too. It'll be, it'll be fun, you know, to enlighten Natasha a little bit about about football and sports in general um, because her wealth of knowledge of football is truly vast. I think Matthew hates watching football games with me or any sports games because the whole time I'm just either clueless or making super stupid comments. And I enjoy that, though, because I learn so much and I also kind of get to see Matthew get a little bit more frustrated, a little bit more frustrated with each statement. But oh, I, appreciate, I appreciate your willingness to always walk through mm-hmm. up came with me. So for those who don't know, Natasha and Matthew actually were student body president, VP and president, or student body, student government, vice president and president together. They ran together mm-hmm. and won together. So they've worked together for a few, like they worked together for a year and that's kind of like how their friendship began. So I want to know, this is my question of the day. Did being in student government together, so like, you know how like presidential terms are very stressful and like it might impact the relationship between the president and vice president, did that strengthen or harm your guys' relationship? I'm worried I'm going to say something and Matthew will be like the complete opposite. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. I think we were strengthened. Yeah. We weren't super uh-huh. close friends before. I was like, hey Matthew, have you ever thought about running for student body president? He was like, actually I have. And that was like the beginning of it. But through the campaigning, we became really good friends. Mm-hmm. And through serv- like that year yeah. of working together. And it was a great thing. My hair didn't turn gray like most presidents <laughs> yeah, do. True. Um, that was good. And yeah, I would definitely say it was strengthened and mm-hmm. got to know each other a lot better <laughs> as a result of that. Perfect. Mm-hmm. That was a good time. I've always yes. wondered, like, I mean, could you, like, imagine the relationship between our current fe- president and vice president? It's like, I wonder, oh. like, Ooh. what that's like. <laughs> it was like. very different for Natasha <laughs> I and me. I wonder if that's what Natasha and Matthew were like nope. when they were. Yeah, no, okay. No, not at all. Good, good and I'm not trying to fire Natasha. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, yeah. So, um, that's kind of, that's the our intro of Matthew, but Matthew is our, like, sports consultant. Like, anything, anytime you have a question about sports, Matthew is my go-to person. I don't know, like, I just don't know sports crazy well. I do know it more than Natasha. That's true. But, um, it's kind of the go-to. So, Emma this year, her for her work, they were like, let's do a, I don't even know how to explain it, a draft. Playoff pick'em. Thank you. Matthew <laughs> can explain it better. They were like, what is it? Playoff pick'em, where they were picking the playoff games for each round of the playoffs. Okay, so they did that, and Emma had the opportunity to enter this. And so, Emma, then you called Matthew, right? Right. Well, so my work, yeah, my work's doing the NFL playoff pick'em. And I was like, okay, I'm going to do it because work camaraderie, I'm still kind of new. And I'd love to, like, make friends and just be involved with my work community. (laughs) So I was like, I'm going to do this. But I have no clue. Absolutely no clue. The only thing I cared about was making sure the Packers didn't win the Super Bowl because just I'm a Minnesotan. Mm -hmm. Um, So I was like, all right. I'm just going to ask Matthew to basically give me a bracket. I basically said, Matthew, make a bracket for me. Just don't put the Packers in the Super Bowl. And Matthew gave me a bracket. Um, He switched it up a few times in his research for me and whatnot. We'll start with that good part. (laughs) The first round, he guessed all of them right for me. I think that's incredible. I don't know how hard that is, but it sounds really difficult to me. 
It's not that difficult, but to go 6 and 0, I was pretty impressed with that. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think that's super cool. And to show how difficult it is, no one else at my work did that, which right. it makes it even better. I was the yeah. only one that went 6 for 6. My CEO, my, our CEO actually called me the day after and was like, "How did you guess those?" I was like, "I had some help." <laughs> but um so, like when I say my sports consultant, I mean it. Like he's the he's the expert. Truth be told, the next round didn't go so well. Well, went one and three after uh, making some changes later on. I failed to go back and re-look at my whole bracket as a whole and picked all the favorites to win, which was just stupid of me. <laughs> I'm still mad at myself for doing that. But I'm uh, we're at least at the point where we still have a chance to win, mm-hmm. and there'll be more on that later. Yes, yeah. We'll get into that a little later, but um, there's still hope, and I'm so Still, still in the. I'm in the top three at work. So That's really impressive. no matter what happens, you're up there. Did it. Um, but let's get into the Super Bowl yeah. because uh, <laughs> we could talk for a while just about how much Matthew knows and we don't. But um, we're talking about the Super Bowl today because that is upcoming. It's in the next week, so it's mm-hmm. on Sunday, the 13th. Yep. I didn't know that till this moment. Actually, when did it's, you think it was? The 7th. Well, but that doesn't even make sense because so, that's this Sunday. So we <laughs> are this Monday. We are recording this on Monday, January 31st. So we are recording this a full week before you mm. will have the first opportunity to listen to this. So for us, the Super Bowl is two weeks from today. The AFC and NFC Championship games were just yesterday. Um, so I'm sure there will be things that come up in the next week before you listen to this where you're like, oh my goodness, how can you call this guy your consultant when you didn't <laughs> talk about this? But this is when we were recording it. And so for us, the Super Bowl is two weeks from mm-hmm. yesterday. But when you listen to this, it'll be within the week. Within the week, yes. So um, how we're kind of approaching this is because uh, we're not utilizing Matthew's knowledge to its full potential. Um, <laughs> you, This may be the only football game you watch this year. And so here is kind of today, tonight, whatever you're listening, is what do you need to know to be able to watch the game and not be totally clueless, not continue to bug your friends and be like, what's happening? What is this? Who is this person? It's like, so you can actually like take part in a Super Bowl conversation. Yeah. And if you're like me and you're like, oh, I don't really like sports. Am I going to enjoy this podcast? Don't turn it off. Because first of all, I have to sit through this and listen to them talk about <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But um, more it's than insulting. that. insulting. <laughs> This is something that, like, you're going to watch the Super Bowl or people are going to be talking about it and you want to be informed. And this is a great way to take part in that conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, honestly, like, if you're not watching it, it'll probably be talked about at work or the next yes. day. Or, and so this is <laughs> yes, kind of your, uh, or you're going to see stuff on social media. Exactly. So you're not escaping it unless you, I'm, uh, yeah, you're, you're not, not escaping, escaping it. So, so listen to this podcast. <laughs> If we haven't convinced you yet. <laughs> All right. So, um, first off, Matthew, basic overview of the Super Bowl. When is it? What time is it? What year are we on? Just give us all the facts. Okay. So, to start us off, it is Super Bowl 56. And like we mentioned earlier, it's on Sunday the 13th. starts at 5.30. The kickoff will probably be much more like 5.50-ish because <laughs> of all the pregame festivities. But the official start time is 5.30. And it is at SoFi Stadium, which is the home of the Los Angeles Rams, who is actually representing the it. NFC. So last year was the first year. Good job, Natasha. Thank yes, you. Uh, last year was the first year that the home team had ever hosted the game. So the Buccaneers mm-hmm. played in Tampa. And now this year, the Rams are playing in Los Angeles. It went 54 years with it never happening, with the team hosting the Super Bowl, had never played in it before last year. And now it's been in back-to-back years. This is the second year of SoFi Stadium <laughs> in Los Angeles. It cost, how much do you think this stadium cost? To Wait, build? Yeah, to build. To build. How, when was it built? Two Does years ago. Oh. Have you been listening? Yeah, two years ago. It's the second year. <laughs> Josh already so this, down. <laughs> She's like, wow. This is my teacher skills coming out right now. I got to uh, get them engaged. The yeah. I have no clue. 38 million? Can, I, can you give me a ballpark of how close well, I'm not close. Not close. 150 million. Five to six billion oh, dollars. Billion dollars? <laughs> billion, yes. That should be, that's wrong. So it was all oh privately gosh. funded by Mr. Stan Kroenke, the uh, owner of the Los Angeles Rams. He paid for it all himself. He I'm all... so happy that they're in the Super Bowl just for that guy because, like, that's way too much money. So if, it's really a shame this podcast doesn't have a video component of it. To see the f- two of their faces when I just said that number would be truly incredible. Um, it is three and a half times larger than Disneyland, the stadium. The stadium? The stadium. Oh, my goodness. Um, they're, 
normal capacity is about 80,000. They're going to expand it to a little over 100,000 people for the Super Bowl. How? Um, just, just by, keep building up? Yeah, yeah, just keep adding. Um, <laughs> you're like, the, here, let's, let's take your elevator to the very yep, top. Like, here are the, your binoculars. The okay. scoreboard that is hanging from the ceiling weighs 2.4 million pounds, and it is hanging from the ceiling. And so this stadium is truly an incredible feat that is one of those you just kind of have to see it to actually understand that it's real. Um, but it is. And like I mentioned, <laughs> it's Super Bowl 56. It is the 13th Super Bowl in California and the fifth that LA is hosting, which is the third most of any city in America. Wow. Huh. I think we should stop. I don't know if Emma mentioned that Matthew teaches history when she says he was a, a, a teacher. So just so you know, like what, you know, Matthew's a really good teacher and you'll get a lot of historical facts in this podcast. That's right. That's Not just like Super Bowl facts. Well, not yes, just Super like, Bowl facts. Yes. This is a Super Bowl podcast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't really know how to differentiate or like how to refer to the Super Bowl, to be honest. So I The history of the it. Super Bowl. Thank you. So, <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh, and dear. I appreciate it. I'm learning a lot. This is really cool. Yeah, we're paying attention. <laughs> At one point, well, you hadn't come back from work yet. And it was like, we still had time. But I was like, what if Natasha, because backstory Natasha might have to start staying late at work I was like what if Natasha might can't make it to. tonight <laughs> might have to. Natasha will be working late I was like do I do the podcast without her and I was like well <laughs> what is she really going to contribute to this conversation no, no, no. but uh um, no I it was just a brief thought. humor that's what I can yes. contribute that's and right. if you feel dumb listening to this podcast you're not alone because yeah. you know related <laughs> um all right back on track Super yes. Bowl Super Bowl 56 yep. so walk us through what people should know kind of we're just gonna go like about the two teams so the key people mm-hmm. let's start with the key people of both the teams like who are the the quarterbacks the coaches the main people that like the announcers will keep saying over and over again okay so starting with the AFC representative the Cincinnati Bengals they won the AFC North this year one of the four divisions in the AFC um they finished with the fourth seed in the AFC oh. and <laughs> were 10 and 7 in the regular season in the first year of the 17 game regular season. Yes, Natasha, question. <laughs> I have a question. Yes. Um, what does AFC stand for? Is it American Football Club? Yes. I conference. Conference. Oh, you're so close. Oh. Okay. Yeah, it's very close, very close. <laughs> okay, okay, keep going. Um, so this is going into this year's playoffs. They had not won a playoff game in 31 years. Mm, so oh my they gosh. they were the fourth seed like I mentioned and they had not won a playoff game. Um, in 31 years, and they beat the Raiders in the first round. Then they went on the road to play the Titans, and then they beat the Chiefs in the AFC Championship game. And it was one, they have an incredible quarterback. This is just his second year in the league. His name is Joe Burrow, and he is looking to be the first quarterback to win both the National Championship in, in college the hmm. Heisman Trophy, which is like the most valuable player of college, and the Super Bowl Trophy. No one has hmm. ever done all three wow. of those, and he's looking to be the first one to do that. Um, in just his second year after being drafted first overall out of LSU. Yes, <laughs> Natasha. Is he dating anyone? I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I don't know if he's dating anyone. <laughs> um, not, this, okay. Can you um, Google that really quick? Yeah, what's his name? And Joe, Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow? Burrow. B-U-R-R-O-W. Oh, just... Oh, uh, the first thing is Joe Burrow girlfriend. Well, of course it is. That's what it is for every Olivia athlete. Olivia Hole Smasher. <laughs> ah, yes. There you wow. go. Wow. All right. Um, but you know he's not your only option. Oh, thank uh, you. Yep. No problem. Um, <laughs> he his best wide receiver is a guy named Jamar Chase. Jamar and Chase. Jamar Chase was also a part of the national championship team at LSU. Ooh. And so they drafted him this year. This is his first year. And one of the things that is super interesting about him is he went in in the preseason. The college football, the actual football, and the NFL football are different from each other. The college football has white stripes. That was for me. That yep. was for me. Yep. <laughs> the, the college football, the physical football, has white stripes around the two ends of it. And so Jamar Chase in the preseason could not catch the NFL football. Hmm. And everyone was like, is this guy going to be terrible after they drafted him fifth overall in the NFL draft? And it turns out he came out later and said, I couldn't catch the football because of I would always watch the white stripes on the NCAA to like football to, to know where it was coming, to hmm. know about the spiral and everything. And now that that wasn't there, he didn't know what to look for. And so in the preseason, huh. he literally went from one of the best wide receivers in all of football, college or pros, to not being able to catch anything wow. because 
he had to completely retrain himself how wow. to play football. So the problem's so, fixed? Yes. Oh, yes. Okay. He is incredible. Um, <laughs> and so that's a really interesting story about him. Um, their head coach is a guy named Zach Taylor, who is 36. 36? Yep. That's really coach. young. Like, yep. He can barely be president. <laughs> yep. That, yes. And so this is third season. He probably, most teams would have fired him after last year because they stunk. Um, and they had the fourth, they had the fifth worst record in football last year. And two years ago, they had the worst record in all of football. So it's truly a worst to first kind of turnaround potentially for them. And they are, they're now Googling more people to figure out if they have girlfriends or not. I'm Um, interested in this guy. He's got a great story. He's like a millionaire. He's got a girlfriend. (laughs) Yeah, I'm assuming he does. Um, And Zach Taylor was also the quarterback's coach for the Rams when they were in the Super Bowl just three years ago. So he knows hmm. all the Rams coaches because he was one of their coaches just three years ago. So did they have so, to redo all their plays? No, because oh, oh. that was three years ago. So they've already redone all their plays. Oh. Yeah, dumb mm-hmm. question, Emma. Yeah, no, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> Only your questions are dumb. Nope. Um, and the, the biggest thing that's a question mark for the Bengals is they told me to not get too much into the football stuff, into the X's and the O's, but <laughs> I tried to teach them what that meant. Um, But... The question is, can the Bengals protect Joe Burrow against the Rams' ferocious defensive line? And so that's the question. If they can protect Joe Burrow, I think they'll be able to win. But they've really struggled with that all year. And if they can do that, they'll be fine. But they're looking to win their first ever Super Bowl. They've been to two previous Super Bowls in 1981 and 1988. Or 1988, excuse me, but they lost both of those. And so they're trying to rebound and get their first win. Them. Like mm-hmm. I'm, right now, I just heard all of their history and their players, so I'm like rooting for them. I very much am on, on Team Bengals, but but right. I don't, mm-hmm. I haven't heard. You don't the know other anything about yet. the Rams nope. though, so you uh, you don't know what you're gonna okay, think after here's this. Here's the thing: I think that the names alone, like the Bengals, sounds cooler than the Rams. Mm. Rams is like that's just I, I think it's very basic. You know, you got a Ram truck. It's like I'm a sheep. You know, follower. <laughs> it's just I think that the Bengals should win because of their name. And now I've what heard their a, whole story. What is is it like the tiger? tiger. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. the uniform matchup is incredible. It's truly an impeccable uniform matchup between the two teams. The two helmets, the tiger helmet that the Bengals have is probably my favorite. It's probably my favorite helmet in all of football. Really? And the Ram, they just redesigned it. It looks pretty sweet. And it's a, it's a very nice logo as well. Hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. well so it's a cool. good jersey matchup. Which okay. is important. That's it is honestly that's half the game. We have mm-hmm. questions actually about the jersey really? later on. Yeah. Oh, so okay, I'm glad okay. that we got into the Okay, mm-hmm. but stay tuned. All right. Um quickly, let's just do all of the Bengals right now. Like what is the public perception? Like or would it be better to just Yeah, let's should we jump back? Jump back to Rams? Should we go we back could, and forth? Or I all just am so on team Bengals right now. Yeah. yeah, I wanna know, do people like them? Or is this just me like Attaching onto their their story and everything. Well, they are the last yesterday AFC Championship game were America's team. Everyone wanted the Chiefs to lose outside of Kansas mm. City. I needed the Chiefs and to lose for my brackets. So. <laughs> yes, you did, and so it worked out very well. Um, the Bengals should not be here. They no one thought in their <laughs> right mind that they would. So sad. They, no one thought coming into the season that the Bengals were going to make the Super Bowl this year. Hmm. If you would have even asked Zach Taylor, the head coach of the Bengals, going into this year, what are the odds that they make the Super Bowl this year? It would have been minuscule at best. And so they are way ahead of schedule. Hmm. And with their team, they are they have built through the NFL draft and then hired a bunch of NFL veteran free agents, especially for their defense, that have played together as a group. Hmm. way above their level and so the rams as we'll look at in a minute are a group of superstars that have all coalesced together into a good team because Hmm. but it's all i heard it described as hired mercenaries um for the rams and versus like a true team that's come together through the season well where they've got (laughs) a bunch of really good pieces (laughs) but that were all developed by the bengals on offense and then defense just a bunch of savvy veterans who know how to play football well, but aren't going to make the big flashy plays. Hmm. So do people kind of feel like it's unjust then that the Bengals are there? Because no. they're like, they shouldn't be there this year. Well, the the Chiefs throughout the I season know, yeah, have they been the best the team. to lose. Um, oh, but, that's so sad for the Chiefs. Be number one and just like, boom, oh, sorry. Well, they're actually like the number two seed. Oh, okay. But yeah, they, uh, they played very well, but the, the Bengals beat them actually just a couple weeks ago. Um, in mm-hmm. Kansas City, and then they came back and won again. 
That's good. I'm glad it wasn't just a fluke, because I feel like that no. would have been harder for them to, like, justify being there, you know? Also, do you get to the Super Bowl by fluke? Is that possible? Sometimes, but not very often. I just you feel have to... like it wouldn't be fair to be like, yeah, you're here by a fluke. Like, they worked hard for it. Yes. It's hard to even just get into the, the playoffs. Yep. So. Absolutely. I was going to say how I don't think football is the hardest sport, but we don't need to get into that oh, right now. Oh, I agree. Right <laughs> <laughs> hey, Natasha and Matthew agree on that. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Hitting a baseball. <laughs> okay, we can save that conversation for another time. <laughs> oh, dear. Okay, mm-hmm. so um, the public perception, people were like, wow, they're not supposed to be there. But now do they like them? Are they happy that they're there? Um, I would say that they are totally the underdog. And so with that, a lot of the majority of just general fans will be cheering for the Bengals okay. because yeah. they are the underdog that no one expected to be there this year. Okay. That's cool. I like when there's somebody like that, and mm-hmm. it's not just, like, two teams that are kind of – like, nobody really wants to cheer for one of them, you know? Is it the Eagles that no one likes? Yeah, well, yes, the <laughs> Eagles are one of the teams that no one likes. Mm-hmm. And the Chiefs then are the other? Well, the Chiefs, they've just – been to the past two Super Bowls before this, and so a lot of teams are like, well, a lot of people are like, I'd rather see someone else that I haven't seen in the Super Bowl before. That's fair. Very fair. All right, switch gears. Um, yeah. Let's talk the Rams. Okay. All right, enlighten us. Okay, so the Rams. The, the Rams, they are in the part of the NFC West. Do you want to take a guess on what the NFC stands for, Natasha? National Football Conference. There you go. Good work. (laughs) Thank you. That was hard. Yep. So they were the fourth seed in the NFC. So it's a matchup of two number four seeds. Interesting. So none of the top, there are seven seeds this year that made the playoffs. And they're both the four seed that are the two Super Bowl teams. They went 12 and 5 this year in a very good division. Um, Both teams, the 49ers and the Rams that were in the NFC Championship game, came from the NFC West. And so it's very unique that you have two teams from the same division make the championship game. Um, like I mentioned Natasha earlier. Natasha looks a little lost. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I felt like I tried to explain that I'm pretty like, well. I'm like, okay, I don't quite get why it's like unique. Because but you have, this is the third time they've played each other all year. Oh, and Would it be and like so the Packers and the Vikings both, being in this, in that yes. the NFC you, championship? Thank you. Okay, now I get a little bit more. So that happened in 2006 when the Packers and the Bears played each other in the NFC mm. championship game. Um, and so I know who they are. They're from Chicago. That's, that's right. I was really hoping that was right after I <laughs> yep, said it. Yep, that was right. Um, so the Rams, who had lost to the 49ers both times earlier this year, come out oh, and win then in the NFC Championship game. And like I mentioned, they were they're a, they're pretty much a fantasy football team. So if you think about that, they're built with superstars, and then with a bunch of role players that are there to fill the needs that the superstars don't have. And so a lot of NFL people are actually really unhappy that the Rams are doing this well because they're like a fantasy team shouldn't be able to play football as well as the Rams are. So it's just kind of a unique thing. Um, Like I mentioned earlier with the Bengals having drafting all of these players that have been a huge part, the Rams just keep trading all of their first round picks for other players. So they haven't had a first-round pick since 2016 and won't have one until 2024. And so they're going to go eight years between having a first-round pick, which is normally how every team builds their team is through the draft. And so they've taken a completely different strategy or strategy of trading their first-round picks, trading their draft picks for superstars. And mm. so their biggest trade this offseason was for Matt Stafford, who was the Lions quarterback for 12 years. And then he came in, and they traded for him this year, and that was automatically or immediately in the Super Bowl with the Rams. Hmm. That's kind of cool. Because the Lions couldn't get him there. No, because the Lions have been a laughing stock of the NFL for years. <laughs> and he was in three playoff games, lost all three. So everyone's like, okay, can he not play in the big game? But then he comes out and immediately. Yep. One hmm. one really cool thing about Matthew Stafford um, is. He and his family are very strong Dark. Christians, and oh, that's his, good. And, <laughs> I just thought maybe there and, was a potential there. But. Yep, and his <laughs> his wife Kelly beat brain cancer a couple years Aww. ago, so that's a really cool thing where they get to uh, then go from. Oh no, the, I want them to win. You see, exactly, see? I told you, don't oh. get out too high on the Bengals before you hear about yeah. before you hear about the Rams. Okay, they should win. So <laughs> that's Matthew Stafford. The probably one of the best players in the game is their wide receiver named Cooper Cup, who had the best wide receiver season of all time. Mm. 
He's the first person to ever eclipse 2,000 receiving yards, which is a huge number of receiving yards in a season. Yeah. So no one has ever done that before him. Wow. And their best, they have a couple of really big defensive players that you'll hear throughout the night in Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey, and Von Miller. And so those are three names to watch on the defensive side of the ball to see if Aaron Donald many people consider to be the best player in all of football of any position. Mm, really? Mm-hmm. So are these people that played for a lot longer than the um, Bengals people? What do you mean? Like, because they are superstars versus new drafts. Is that kind of like a lot of the difference, just like skill and age difference too? Some of it, yes. Yep. That's the only question I have. That's okay. That's a good <laughs> question. And so like, Aaron Donald has been, I believe he was drafted in 2014, and so he's been in the league for a while. Mm-hmm. And he is one of the people that the Bengals will need to make sure that Joe Burrow is not on his back from Aaron Donald too many times because he's hit. And so that's the big question coming for, going out of this. Right. And one more, and then I'll let you go. Um, <laughs> your next question. Um, one, another really unique storyline is normally, I'm not going to talk about the offensive line too much, but their left tackle, his name is Andrew Whitworth. And depending on what happens with Tom Brady, if Tom Brady retires, if he doesn't retire, which I is a huge. So on Saturday, two days ago for us, uh, over a week ago from when you're listening to this, there were reports coming out coming out that said he is retired. Because and he's that, not in the Super Bowl this year? Well, because he's 44. And so that those reports came out and it said, well, he's actually not retiring yet. The, he hasn't told the Buccaneers yet that he is going to retire. But Andrew Whitworth, if Brady retires, will be the oldest player in hmm. the NFL. And he was with the Bengals for years. And then oh. in 2017, switched the Rams because the Bengals were so bad. Mm. And because he wanted to win a playoff game, and this is most likely his last game. So you have Andrew Whitworth playing his old team in the Super Bowl, most likely his last game. And I want him to win for that reason, Yeah, exactly. Oh, There's so many goodness. great stories. Mm-hmm. Or you got... I, I got to do one more. One <laughs> more, one more, one more. Though, one more. Because... Um, Eric Weddle, okay, he's their starting safety. Also, I'm going to forget all these names by in two weeks. Just Um, do it right before. Okay, that's a good point. He was retired for two years. And three weeks ago, three weeks ago, he was sitting on the beach, and Sean McVay, the head coach of the Rams, called him up and said, hey, Eric, our our starting safety got hurt. We need a safety for the playoffs. Do you want to play? And so Eric Weddle's like, sure, I'll play. I'm still in game shape. So he shows up. Plays the past three weeks, led the team in tackles last week against the 49ers. And so that's a very cool story as he came literally off the beach, played the playoffs, and is now starting in the Super Bowl. Wow. That's cool. I just, like, that's so crazy. I was going to say earlier, I'm sad, though, that you've told me all of this about both teams because now I can't just pick whoever's jersey's the best and root Mm, for them, which was my plan. That's what I do every year. But now it's like, oh, I want – I can't remember the quarterback's Matthew name. Stafford? Yes, him and his wife, Kelly. I remember her name. There you go. That's good. <laughs> I want, like, them to have that family moment. And I want yeah. the other two people that we just talked about that I forgot their names. Andrew, Andrew and, and Eric Weddle. Eric Weddle. Mm-hmm. Weddle. That's a little weird. Um, I'm not one to talk. But <laughs> <laughs> Let's be real. Yeah. But, like, I want them to win. Yeah. More so than the Bengals because I forgot their names. Or you got Cam Akers. Except who, for Jamar Chase because that's still up here. Cam Akers in the preseason literally blew out his whole Achilles, done for the year, somehow playing with the, in the playoffs, came back for the playoffs with a blown Achilles. Which team? Rams. <gasps> and oh, so he's, the Rams are winning it's now. It's like, how is this possible? This can't be possible. It's not humanly possible to play this fast after blowing up your whole Achilles. Hmm. Wow, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. They have won one Super Bowl. forgot to mention that. This is their fifth appearance in the Super Bowl. They were there in 2018, lost to the Patriots. Uh, um, but no one likes the Patriots, right? right? No, but this is their... They're looking for their second Super Bowl after they won when they were the St. Louis Rams in 1999. There you go. Mm-hmm. There you go. Okay, um, real quick, the fans, yes. the public perception. Yes. What do people think of the Rams? Um, a lot of people... They've been building up for this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of people expected them to be here. But they are playing very well. A lot of people really like Matthew Stafford. I really like Matthew Stafford. If they win the Super Bowl because of him, I will be very happy for him. But they are a team that not very many people in the NFL like L.A. fans um, because they're L.A. And they have a chant that they do where they have to say whose house, Rams house, because of how few fans they actually have. 
um, because they just came from St. Louis a few years ago. Okay. Um, and so there were more 49ers fans than Rams, fair, Rams fans there for the NFC Championship game, and there probably will be more Bengals fans than Rams fans at the Super Bowl. Interesting. And so they have to continually say whose house, Rams house, to remind people that they're actually at their home stadium and not at their visitor's team stadium. Huh. Mm-hmm. Right. That's kind of sad. Yes. Huh. Yeah. Well, that's all I got, really. It's just be sad to be playing, and you're like, oh, no one's here to support me, but I'm yep. in my home stadium. That's fair. It's just unfortunate for them. Poor Kelly. Okay. <laughs> all right. So, if so, I kind of I've made a little activity. Okay. So if you are listening, like Natasha has been, you're like, oh, I want to root for them or root for them. I don't know who to root for. Or if you're like, I just don't know who to root for. Like these are two random teams. My home team's not playing. La da da. Mm-hmm. All right. So if you, that's you, I have a little who should I root for activity. So here's how it works, Matthew. The question is, if I care most about fill in the blank, I should root for, and then you answer. Yep. All right? You you don't get much time. Yep. I'll be fast. And you only get like a one-sentence explanation if you want it. All right? Or you can just leave it. Okay. And you don't have to ever explain. All right? So if I care most about the underdog story, I should root for. Bengals. If I care most about more Super Bowl wins, I should root for. Rams. If I care most about having nicer fans, I should root for... Bengals. If I care most about team colors, I should root for... Bengals. Orange and black. (laughs) If I care most about the coaching staff, I should root for... Ooh. Probably the Rams, because the Rams coaching staff is the reason why the Bengals have the coaching staff that they do. Because he was mentored by the Rams coaches. Correct. That makes sense. That would have been two sentences for me, so thank you for filling <laughs> the gap. You're welcome. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm here for, finishing yep. those four sentences. <laughs> All right. If I care most about the cutest quarterback, I should root for. I can help you with this. Uh, probably well, it be, it Joe Burrow? Yeah, because what's his face is in a very committed you, relationship. I have family. Matthew Stafford? Yes. Um, what? You'd be very disappointed, though, if this was what you were looking for because Jimmy Garoppolo, the 49ers quarterback, is very often who lost the NFC Championship game as the most handsome player in the NFL. Oh, oh, so that's a bummer if that's, yeah, yeah that, that's what that you're looking for. That was, yep. <laughs> <laughs> All right, keep going. If I care most about inspirational stories, I should root for? Probably the Bengals since they haven't won in 31 years. They haven't won a single playoff game and have never won a Super Bowl before. Hmm. Right. If I care more about the cooler home state slash city, I should root for. Oh, I gotta say, LA over Cincinnati. <laughs> <laughs> and lastly, if, <laughs> and lastly, if I care most about cheering for the team that will win, I should root for. I believe it's Cincinnati Bengals. All right. Really? I believe it. The Bengals. I think the win. Bengals had almost all of the, not all of them, but a majority. Oh, we should have been keeping track. Yeah. Yeah, well, we could go back through it again. Later. <laughs> Not right now, but later yeah. we can yeah. go back through it. All right. I, I think the Bengals did have more, though. So. I think they did, too. I, yes, they definitely did. <laughs> All right. So thank you for that. If you yes. just need to figure out who to root for, kind of listen to that back and decide what you care about most. <laughs> we all don't. Never mind. <laughs> I do think, oh, but if you're cheering for the Bengals, then I think I need to cheer for the Rams. Why? So, because, again, because that's just tradition. Oh. And I bet you guys don't agree. About sport, about the game that's on, and I'll also hit you with all the facts. I can only remember Matthew Stafford's name because we've said it so many times, and sure. I just feel like I should probably go with the person that I can remember. That's fair. Yeah, number nine. Number when you nine? see him on the Matthew oh, Stafford, number, number nine. nine. <laughs> I was like, yes. I don't know what that means. Yes, that's a good number. He's the okay. quarterback. Well, yeah, I which means he throws the ball. Yes, the exactly, as you're doing with your hands. Yes. Now. Okay, so that brings yes. us to a great, great question that I have. Just that I think we should talk about. Mm-hmm. Which is, how do you actually score points in football? Because I know that you get a touchdown, but I also know that sometimes people get points for other reasons, and I don't really know why. <laughs> so there are, <laughs> that's all that's that's you got. Um, there are three primary ways to score. Thank okay? you. So you have a touchdown. Yes. Um, and the touchdown is when you get into the end zone. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, and does the ball have to touch the end zone, or does the person? Because sometimes they're like, ugh. So what, what has to happen? For those of you who can't see, Natasha just lunged over the table. She did. So what has to happen is the nose of the football, the tip of the football, has to break the plane, which there is the white stripe that goes across the front of the end zone. As long as the tip of the football crosses that, it doesn't matter where mm-hmm. the ball carrier is, as long as the tip of the football crosses that, and it only needs the tip, then... 
it is a touchdown. Okay. So that is the most common way to score. After you score the six points of the touchdown, then there is an extra point. Yes. And you, so then the kicker trots out. I know this and I don't know why. The kicker trots out and has to kick a 33-yard extra point. If he misses, it is a six-point touchdown. If he makes it, it is seven points. Do both teams have good kickers? Yes. Okay. The Bengals kicker, Evan McPherson, is an absolute stud. He is a rookie out <laughs> of Florida. Google, and please? he is not single. Oh, I can tell you that much. <laughs> um, Evan McPherson kicked um, two game-winning field goals and kicked a field goal to send oh, them to the really Super Bowl <laughs> and kicked the field goal to send them to the AFC Championship game. And as he was going out there to kick the field goal to go to the AFC Championship game, he looked at the, looked at the backup quarterback and said, we're going to the AFC Championship game before he had even kicked the ball. Oh, that's how that's confident, confident he was wow. that he's going to hit the 52-yard field goal. Wow. Um, so you've got the extra point. Okay. Yes. You also can choose to go for two, which means you have the ball at the two-yard line. And if you score it, if the ball breaks the plane in the end zone, you get two points instead of the one from your extra point. So you could get an eight points on that play instead. But if you fail, then you get six. So the extra point is traditionally safer to do. So virtually all the time you'll go for Is that the safety? Point. No, the safety we'll get to in a minute. Okay, that's a it two point. That's a like, two point conversion. I can so get this answer. The safety no. okay. is two points, but it is not the two point conversion. Okay, the I'm f- lost. The field goal, the <laughs> yes. field goal, the second most common way to score. Yes. I have a fun fact about the word field goal. Did you know that's you do know this? But for our <laughs> listeners, that <laughs> wow. Let me just stop for a second. That is what you call a basket in basketball. It's called a field goal. I appreciate the fact that you started with the "Did you know?" because I'm the one <laughs> that taught you that. that. <laughs> and I realized that as I was looking at you asking. But I just feel like we should share that with our listeners. Anyways, Correct. moving on. So a football field goal. Yes. Is when you have a kicker not kicking an extra point comes out and kicks a field goal from to, anywhere. Well. From wherever the ball was downed, um, can't just walk up and just kick it from some random y- okay, yard line. Well, that's why I wasn't sure um, if it had to be at a certain point. You so know? traditionally, okay, mm-hmm. the shortest. Okay, so obviously, if you're down at the one, then it's going to be an 18-yard field goal because you have to add 17 yards to it because the end zone he is says obviously like that was obvious. Yeah, yeah it was. The, the end zone is 10 yards, and then they always kick it from seven yards behind the line of scrimmage, making it an 18-yard field goal. Okay. Um, most the longest field goal that we'll probably see it is an indoor stadium in SoFi, so it could go longer. But I mean, 55, you're really pushing it. Once you get to 55 yards, um, you're really pushing it, especially with the Rams kicker. He's not as I good as Evan. Evan McPherson. Um, so field goal, three points. <laughs> then Natasha alluded to the safety, which mm-hmm. is where you get tackled in the wrong end zone. Okay, I'm trying to figure out how to explain this well for you. Yeah, so there are two end zones. So if, a team could tackle you and you could score on them as they tackle you in so the end zone? if we have a football field, okay, I was going to, but then I was <laughs> yeah. like, this isn't going to help. Okay? Um, if you have the ball at the two-yard line, meaning you have to go 98 yards to score a touchdown. Yeah. Okay. Say Matthew Stafford gets sacked in the end zone. Okay. So that means the, the defense gets to you. Yes. Before he threw Before the ball. Before he throws the ball. So he is in the end zone. Sports. He is in the wrong end zone, and he gets okay. tackled inside that end zone. The defense then gets two points for doing that. Okay. Oh! And so the defense scores by tackling a player inside the end zone. The player with the ball or the quarterback? Or player any with the ball. Player. The player with the ball. You okay. need to have the ball. And <laughs> when that happens, you get two points and you get the football. The other team has to kick it off to you. I totally thought that the offense, when they were tackled, got two points. because, nope. And that's why I was like, this is stupid. Well, they would want to get tackled. Then. Yeah. They're yes. like, what's the point of like, you're like, come at me. You, know, it's just, okay. you need to try to run out of the end zone so that way you don't give two points for the other okay, team. Okay. That makes yes. sense. So oh. that is how you score, Natasha. Thank you. I yep. appreciate that. I'm going to love being able to like at least know a little bit more this year. Yep. And thank you because I've actually been trying to... Com- tell her what a safety is for a while yeah i just haven't and i obviously haven't explained it well enough it's the first time i've ever tried to explain a safety to someone so i'm glad it actually made sense no it does i just i yeah people would use that word as if it's common knowledge and it's like i don't understand what it means so anyways that was helpful Mm -hmm. yeah um what other questions are what other are there any is there any final terms or things we should know before watching the super bowl that like Hey, if you have to ask the question, what is this, people are going to laugh at you. Ooh. 
Uh, Things that I shouldn't say next <laughs> in two weekends. Um, not really anything that I can think of off the top of my head. If right. they, you punt the ball, okay, this is one that you've had a lot of questions on in the past, Natasha. Is <laughs> if you Let's punt see. the ball, when if you get stopped on third down, yeah. So then you have to punt the ball because you don't want to turn the ball over to the other team because you have four downs. And in your fourth down, then you will punt to the opposing team. If you punt the ball and it goes into the end zone and it's called a touchback and you do not get any points. Okay, so if you punt the ball it in the end zone. It has to be caught in the correct, end zone. Correct, yes. And so that would not be a touchdown. Thank you. To punt the ball into the end zone. I think I knew that. I think I would have been able to, like, you know, if they just kick the ball into the end zone, it's not soccer. So, like, nope. I think I it's could have gotten that. But yep. that's good to just know and to have refreshed in my brain. Yep. Thank you. Um, Real quick question. Yes. Do you think there's any chance that there's going to be fake outs in this Super Bowl? Fake outs? Like, when they're going to punt it, but then they ended up running. Oh, uh, I love it when teams do that. There might be. I mean, there could definitely be some fakes. Um. The offenses probably will have some fakes, whether it's a flea flicker, which is when you pitch the ball to the running back. The running back then pitches it back to the quarterback, and so then the the whole defense thinks it's going to be a run, so they stop guarding the wide receivers, but then the quarterback gets the ball and throws it. Um, the Bengals did that. I believe the Bengals did that. I don't think it was the Chiefs on Sunday in the AFC Championship game. So there definitely could be some fakes. A fake punt is possible, but unlikely. All right. Okay. So, switching gears a little bit, staying yep. on topic for Super Bowl, though. For those people who just, like, they tuned out the last 20 minutes. Like, I don't care about these players. I don't care about points. I don't care about football. But I will go to a Super Bowl party because it's what you do if you're an American. Yep. <laughs> um, That's true. A few years ago, that was Natasha and I. It mm -hmm. still might be Natasha. <laughs> <laughs> but, um... You had this really fun game yes. that we played. Describe it to us, or describe it to them. We've played it. And just, like, what was it? So, it's something called Super Bowl Prop Bets. And so what this is, is there are all kinds of different things that you can bet on for the Super Bowl. For example, there will be millions of dollars bet on whether the coin toss is a heads or a tails. I think that's or, crazy. There will be millions of dollars bet on whether the Gatorade that is dumped on the winning coach at the end of the game will be blue, clear, yellow, red, whatever color it is. Okay, there'll be millions of dollars bet on each of these things. And so as a result, there are all kinds of games. Obviously, probably the most famous is how long will the national anthem be? It's normally about a minute 45 is kind of the over-under time. And so what we did is I came up, a lot of them are football-related, and I skipped those ones because I was like, with the group I was with, you know. <laughs> know your audience. A lot of the, uh, will Cooper Cup get more or less than 122 yards? Well, it's probably, they're not going to have any idea. Um, and so, and take the under on that. Um, and so if... You have all kinds of different prop bets related to the things that are going on. So for the national anthem, coin toss, will the opening kickoff be a touchback where they won't return it? Will there be a return? Will the first play of the game be a run or a pass? Um, will there be a Chevy or a Toyota commercial first? Which one will come first? Mm -hmm. um, who will be the first celebrity shown? And with it being in LA, there will be a lot of celebrities mm -hmm. shown on the telecast. And there are all these different things you can look at and just to try to spice it up and make it more interesting if you are not the largest football fan. I will say that was really fun because it gave me something that I could I had no clue really what was happening that whole game. But there are moments where I was like, oh, like I got that right. And mm -hmm. like I went to call the game right or anything like that. But it was just fun to have something that I kind of could track and care about. That, yes. that this year I'm totally on board with. You're locked in. One of the teams. I don't know yet. I, I'm going to have to think a little bit harder who I want to support. But I actually care about the teams this year because of this whole session. But yes. It was fun to have that. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. It was about the commercials, too, and yep. the games. I just remember the national anthem, because, like, some people had bet over a certain time under. Yeah. And oh, we were yeah. all, like, when we're the like, national anthem was like, yeah! <laughs> it was just so funny. Was, like, we just, like, we were so into the national anthem, and then they were like... Oh. Or the coin toss. <laughs> yeah. Like, is it going to be heads or tails? Yeah. Like, it's the dumbest things, but it's very fun. No, it was great. It was a lot of fun, yeah. Um, So, just, like, I need everyone on board with me for the Super Bowl. I need everyone to cheer for it. This is kind of going back to what we talked about in the beginning about uh, my work bracket. Because 
I'm at a tie with two other people. Mm. And the tiebreaker is what will the winning team score of the Super Bowl be? Unfortunately, I'm very boxed in. I, You're okay. You've got the most likely point outcome, in my opinion. So I, <laughs> and when I say I, I mean Matthew, guessed that the final score would be 27-24. And someone guessed 28 would be the winning score, and someone guessed 25, I think, right? Uh, 24. 24. Yeah. So, they, like, if it's anything under 24 or 24, they win. If it's anything 28 or higher, the other person wins. But I'm, like, boxing. You're in the middle. Yeah, yeah that's so not fair. We got 20, 27 and 26. I My personal opinion is that 27 is by far the most likely outcome for this game because, first of all, the Bengals won 27-24 against the Chiefs in the AFC Championship game. And if the Rams win, I think the person under lower than you will win because it's unlikely that they will score um more than 25 points in my opinion but i think the Bengals will win this game and my personal thought is they'll either be 27 21 right now mind you this is two weeks before the game 27 21 or 27 24 i still stand by that 27 24 as being a very likely outcome and i'm not just saying that because of the prediction but i legitimately believe that's one of the two most likely so I need everyone that's listening to this and their friends to, that's right. to root for this final score of the winning team to be 27. Or 26. Or 26. I'll take 26 too. So actually at work they joked about betting on who should who's going to win between the three of us. So I'm, I'm campaigning for people to pick me. For sure. Uh, yeah. Absolutely. So I, I need all the good, <laughs> the good vibes sent my way mm-hmm. um, because that would just be cool. Um, yeah. Yeah. This has been a fun podcast. I've learned a lot about football, and I'm excited for the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. That said, we have something to ask you, Matthew, before we wrap up, and that is completely unrelated Well, football. before you do that, oh, I got no. two more comments. Oh, yeah, I have two more comments. That one thing. Okay, so first of all, we, we, never, we never talked about the halftime show. Oh, okay? yeah. Um, oh. So I am not a rap <laughs> fan. Okay, it's not my uh, favorite kind of music, but for a lot of people, it's very exciting. You know, got an L.A. style um, halftime show with Snoop Dogg, Eminem, Dr. Dre, Mary Blige, and Kendrick Lamar performing. Um, like I was telling them earlier, I, yeah. yes, it's going to be like a 15-minute show with five people performing. I have no idea how they're going to do it, but they'll figure it out somehow. Um, pun intended. <laughs> and Thank you. Then, we'll have yes. them on the podcast <laughs> yep. next. So tell us about halftime. Yeah. Second, <laughs> second thing. And you can do prop bets on what songs will be performed in the halftime show. So that is something you can also do. Uh, the second thing is it is a very strange thing where this game will very likely be Al Michaels, who is the play-by-play analyst for um, for NBC. It very well might be his last game. Now, ESPN mm-hmm. is trying to hire him. And Amazon might be trying to hire him because Amazon? they're going to be announced. They're going to be having some football games next year. Amazon needs to be satisfied um, with the market share they have and stop. Yes. Anyways, my so goodness. it's possible that he goes to one of them, but it's also possible that he's seventy-seven years old and he retires he at the end of this game. He needs to retire. So yeah, he needs to go be sitting on a beach instead yeah. of. And he can come back for one Cooper. game. Yeah. So Al Michaels is a someone that I've grown up listening to. It'll be Aww. very strange if he never does it. But there is a. Perhaps the most famous quote of all time as an announcer was something that Al Michaels said, and it is something that I believe that virtually everyone has heard. And this is from one of his first games that he ever announced, okay, when he was still a young announcer for NBC. He announced something in 1980 in Lake Placid. And this event in 1980, the 1980 Winter Olympics in Lake Placid, was perhaps the most famous hockey game of all time. Oh! oh. And so Emma's now recognizing this. Yeah. And so, Emma, what, what do you think I'm going to say that his quote was? Oh, I don't know what the quote was. I just know oh, what movie we're, like, okay. what, what so, sport. So yeah. what is it? So it's what miracle. game? So it's Miracle. Miracle on Ice? Yes. So he announced the Miracle <laughs> on Ice game. And so when the United States <laughs> defeated the Soviet Union in the 1980 games. And so he was the person to utter, do you believe in miracles? Yes. <laughs> and so that was Al Michaels. Aww. And he will be commentating this game and perhaps Aww. his last Aww, game. Oh, now I'm sad. <laughs> now I'm going to cheer for the announcer. There you go. Because <laughs> it's his last game, maybe. Aww. Perhaps. Unless he goes to Amazon. 
Don't yep. go to Amazon. That's yeah. cheap. I agree. I agree. That's I think cool. He should be done, but he so doesn't... he he's a hockey announcer and a football announcer. Well, he's no longer hockey. He was. But he was. Or for the, the Olympics or whatever. Yep. Cool. That's really cool. That is cool. Now back to your question. Yes. Yeah. So this is something that we're going to ask um, Matthew right now, but uh, we plan to ask it with all of our guests. So mm-hmm. also, if you plan to be our guest, just know that this question is going to be coming. Um, but we were, we were wondering, Matthew, like, what is something unrelated to this topic, but could be if you want to be, um, what is something you in life are currently figuring out? Um, and just like as a disclaimer, so our audience understands this question as we move forward, it can be like something simple or it can be something profound. Like just, that's your question. You get to answer it however you want. What is something you're currently figuring out right now? Mine is a fairly straightforward answer that Natasha, I said earlier, will appreciate. <laughs> um, I am trying to figure out how to say no. Yes. And how to um, remove some things that I have committed to. Not, and making sure that I don't overcommit myself going forward. One thing I didn't say about Matthew in the beginning is that he's probably one of the most hardworking people I know. And also just someone that is always, always, always willing to just do it. And, like, pick up the slack if someone else isn't there. Mm-hmm. And I think, like, even this podcast, like, coming in and recording kind of last minute, like, is such a good example of that. But you're always willing to serve. And sometimes I do think you need to say no. And so I'm really happy to hear you say <laughs> thank that. Thank you. Yes. Because you have a lot on your plate. Yeah. But also thank you for saying yes to being of on Of course. Podcast. Yes, of course. We, we really do appreciate that. And truth be told, I had a lot of fun. Oh, I had a great time. This was awesome. It was good. So even though, you know, we were sh- shooting for 30 minutes and we're hitting 51 right oh, now. Oh, well, so, so here's the deal, okay? Um, first of all, you said 40 minutes in the text to me. Okay? I did. And then um, it, yeah, and 40 minutes is what we Also, yeah. you, but then I thought, I'll say 30 because then that would like... You never told buffer. me 30. Um, and <laughs> the beginning of the episode. Well, yes, you did. This, yeah. um, you all... The best oh. way to do this is, this is what I do with all my podcasts. I listen at 2.0 speed. And then this <laughs> podcast will be a little less than 30 minutes if you listen at 2.0 speed. There we go. Oh. There we, he, he, was, he knew that right from the beginning. That's, That's right. That's true. That's true. But you also, did say that. I personally think Matthew speaks very quickly. So there's a lot of information. There is. <laughs> be like, so, if you want to the bagels, you got to turn But, uh, <sighs> you know, it's all good because I think this is actually very concrete information that people will want to know if they're going to watch the Super Bowl coming up. Yeah. So. so, Matthew, thanks so much for taking the time and sharing your knowledge, and I'm excited to watch the football game with you in a couple of weeks. And for everyone, if you are on the fence about whether or not to watch it, and you are, like, still on the fence after this podcast, listen to it again, maybe on two points speed, because that would be a lot of time, but you should watch it. Yes. All right. So, Matthew, thank you from the bottom of our hearts for being here. And thank you guys all for listening. We will see you back here next week.